Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. We read a portion from our gospel lesson again, Matthew chapter 18. Then Peter approached him and asked, Lord, how many times must I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? As many as seven times? I tell you, not as many as seven, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. We pray. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. You may be seated. In the name of Jesus Christ, your fellow redeemed. So the question comes up in our text, how many times must I forgive someone? And, uh, Peter, and that's where Peter was coming from as well. And we can understand this. For what's happening here is that a sense of justice kicks in. And justice is a, a good thing. But justice can easily be influenced or, or directed by, by sin. And then all of a sudden there's bitterness and anger and revenge, if not in deeds, um, often with words. And if the words are not directed toward the one who sinned against us, they can be words said to somebody else about the one who sinned against us that reveal anger and a lack of forgiveness. Now, we, we probably all believe that uh, forgiveness is a good thing, and the right thing to do, the loving thing to do. Until, however, it is us who has to dish out that forgiveness until we are the ones who are sinned against. And we can make excuses how, in our case, Anger or not forgiving is, is justified, as if our situation is an exception to the rule. But Jesus does not allow for exceptions. Not only is the number of sins committed against us the issue, but also the kind of sins committed against us. The more serious the sin, the harder it is to forgive. So think of a spouse who's unfaithful or abusive. Think of the man who recently killed three people down in Jacksonville, Florida, just simply because of the color of their skin. Think of somebody who might lie about you and do everything to make sure that you lose your good reputation. These things can be hard to forgive. And that brings us to Joseph in the Old Testament lesson for today. Jacob, his father, loved Joseph more than his other sons. And Joseph was given this beautiful and expensive robe to wear by his father. In other words, we have this favored son. And there was nothing Joseph could do about it. You know. But Joseph's brothers hated him. And they hated him even more when Joseph told them about this dream he had where 
His brothers would bow down to him, and he would rule over them. And when they saw Joseph approaching one day far from his father, they plotted to kill Joseph. And they would have done so if it hadn't been for the one brother, Reuben. Instead, they, they stripped him and, and threw him into a dry cistern, maybe hoping that he would die there. But then this uh, caravan of Ishmaelites comes along and they, they sell Joseph to the Ishmaelites. And then they go and they lie to their father about what happened, implying that Joseph had been killed by some wild animal. And he ends up as a slave in Egypt to an army captain by the name of Potiphar. And Potiphar's wife tries to seduce Joseph, but uh, Joseph always resisted. And so in retribution, she charged Joseph with attempted rape and he was thrown in prison. So for 13 years, starting at age 17, things went from bad to worse for Joseph, all because of jealousy and hatred and the murderous intentions of his brothers. And finally, of course, he, he was delivered from prison, and he became the right-hand man of Pharaoh, ruling all of Egypt. And then nine years into his rule, and two years into a severe famine, Joseph's brothers show up, requesting food from the one that they had intended to kill years before. Now, they didn't recognize him, but Joseph recognized them right away. And he, and he could have said, I know who you are. I remember very well what you did to me 22 years ago. And I am now the most powerful man in Egypt. Whatever I say goes. And so I can take revenge right here and now if I choose. But that did not happen. And after he made himself known, his Brothers thought it might happen. Joseph had seen God's bigger plan of saving many lives through the evil intentions and plans of the brothers. In our gospel lesson, there are three individuals, a king and two servants. The servants represent us human beings. So let's take their interaction first. The one owed the other a hundred denarii. And that hundred denarii represents the sins that he had committed against the other. A hundred denarii is a lot of money. In today's money, that would probably be around $20,000. In other words, when somebody sins against you, it is very serious. They owe you. You want them to pay. You do not want to forgive. But like Joseph, we are to forgive. No matter how many times or how serious the sins are they have committed against us. 
We are not to hold grudges. We are not to be angry or we are not to be bitter. Sins against us are serious, but we are to forgive. The king in the parable is God the Father. And you, a servant, have a debt to him, for you have sinned against him. How many times and how serious are your sins against him? What do they add up to? 10,000 talents. How much is that worth in today's money? Over $10 billion. That's how serious your sins are against God the King. Clearly, it is impossible to pay. The point is, the sins someone commits against you are nothing compared to the sins that you have committed against God. And your only hope is to beg for mercy, for forgiveness, to have your debt erased. And that is exactly what God has done for you. Why? Because of Joseph. Not the flesh and blood Joseph who walked on earth 2,000 years before Christ, but because of what we might call the greater Joseph, foreshadowed by this lesser Joseph. The lesser Joseph was a picture prophecy or a foreshadowing of the Messiah to come. So just listen to these interesting comparisons. Like Joseph, Jesus the Messiah was loved greatly by his father. He was his beloved son. Like Joseph, Jesus wore a beautiful and perfect robe, a robe of righteousness. Like Joseph, Jesus predicted his future rule where all would bow before him. Servant of a slave. Like Joseph, Jesus was tempted to sin and did not. Like Joseph, Jesus was falsely accused of terrible sins and crimes. There is this one difference, of course. Jesus, unlike Joseph, was put to death. But then going back to the similarities, like Joseph, Jesus was delivered. Joseph was delivered from prison, and Jesus was delivered from death by his resurrection. Like Joseph, Jesus finally sat down at the right hand of God the Father, ruler of all things. And like Joseph, 
Though men and Satan planned evil against Jesus, God planned it for good to bring about the saving of many people, saving them from sin, from death, and from hell. Your debt, not some of it, but all 10,000 talents of it, has been erased, forgiven, canceled, all because of the one the Father loved. You have been forgiven so much, freely, totally, because of the greater Joseph, Jesus. Now, I want you to think of somebody or some people who have sinned against you. It shouldn't be too hard to figure out. We usually find them in our families, sometimes here at church, maybe even the pastor, likely a a relative, someone at school or work, sometimes a friend or an enemy, or somebody who just makes it very easy to, to hate them. We are to forgive. But forgiving them does not mean that we say, oh, that's okay, it's not that big of a deal. No, it is a big deal. Sin is serious. We are not to water down their sin just like we are not to water down our own sin. But we are to forgive from the heart. Whether it be one or seven or 77 sins against us. You have the example of God the Father forgiving you. You have the motivation of Jesus Christ before and within you. No matter how many or how serious the sins are, forgive. And Jesus warns us, if you do not, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you. This is not to say that forgiveness is easy. Think of what it cost Jesus. Forgiveness toward others can be very hard, very difficult. Sometimes we take our time getting there. And I know that very well personally. It takes time sometimes. So when you find yourself being bitter or angry or saying aloud or in your heart, I hate him because of what he did. You are to repent, knowing that this sin of anger is also covered by the blood of Christ. So today, 
if you do detect hatred or lack of forgiveness towards someone and you know it is sin, come. Come to the altar along with all your other sins and receive forgiveness. His blood was shed and is offered to you for the remission of all your sins. And then go and forgive others. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and shall be forevermore. Amen. And now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.